And welcome back to the Trenton 365 show. Again, you can send me an email, trenton365show at gmail.com. Shout out to my intern, Vont. Make sure you find him on social media platforms, Vont Leak, V-O-N-T-L-E-A-K. Let's get those subscribers about around three, 4,000. Would that work for you, Vont? Yes, sir. So maybe you can start cutting some checks from YouTube. Yes, Will that, that work? All right. Uh, this... Next segment is super exciting to me because um, the African American Cultural Collaborative um, of Mercer County has gone through a couple different names. Um, so I encourage you to, to talk to Latarsha, who's the executive director, uh, Latarsha Williams-Burke, about the history and how it all came about. It's a fantastic story. Shout out to L.A. Parker as well. Um, but this organization really encompasses what's happening in Mercer County and New Jersey as a whole. And I say that... Because I want to challenge the people who think, okay, well, if it's Irish, it's not for me. If I'm not Irish or if it's Italian or if it's black or African-American, it's not for me. That's a bunch of nonsense, and we really have to get beyond that and start thinking about us as human beings and what we're doing here. If you are from this region, if you live in this region, this is a culturally diverse, New Jersey's the most culturally diverse uh, state in the union. It's a very wealthy community as well. This is an absolute mecca for people who want cultural diversity in their lives. You can literally, nowadays, you can go a mile and hit eight, nine different cultural restaurants, etc. So it behooves us to start being more inclusive and start saying, hey, I want to be a part of that and, and hear what those other cultures are doing because it's going to enrich us and help us more as human beings. So without any further ado, I've got Patricia Mat Matos. Matos. Right. Matos. Yes. All right. And uh, I don't want to mess that up. So Patricia Matos, M-A-T-O-S, and Patrick Hall. Um, Patrick Hall um, is a good friend of mine. Patrick's done work in my house. Um, he's <laughs> involved in the community. His wife, Patricia, which is kind of odd, Pat and Patricia, um, she uh, is the leader over at the Trenton Free Public Library. I've known them for many years, and uh, I met Patricia not Patricia, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Patricia. Patricia. I met um, Patricia probably about three or four years ago when you were working at one of the uh, local arts uh, communities here. Yeah. So without any further ado, welcome to you both for coming onto the show. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank, Thank you, Pat. Yep. And after all these years, Pat, I think this is the first time you've been on. I probably so. Yeah, which is which, which is, is so. pretty weird. Yeah. So. Yeah, we did we did something with. Uh, I'm not sure if it was this particular show, but it was. Uh, oh, some before. some, politi some political, political stuff. stuff. Some political yeah. stuff we've done together, but you've <laughs> never it. been on a show. Yeah. Welcome. I'm glad to Thank have you. you here. Thank you. I appreciate it. So um, let's get right into it and let's talk about the African American Cultural Collaborative of sure. Mercer County and what both of you are doing within this nonprofit organization. Well, I just recently became a member of the uh, the collaborative, or we call it collaborative, mm -hmm. the African American uh, Collaborative of Mercer County, and the collaborative have have been, like you said, it's uh, the name has changed. We've gone from pride festivals to um, to just uh, festivals in the park, and from first Fridays to you name it. The, mm -hmm. the collaborator has been partnering with a number of different organizations. Matter of fact, we have a, a history bowl coming up at, at, at Mercer County College. That's going to be exciting. Um, so there's a lot of things we're doing, but the, for recently the most exciting thing would be the Parade of the African Diaspora because this is the first of its kind in Trenton. Mm -hmm. So that's exciting. That's mm -hmm. exciting. So. So those are the things that we're doing. We we volunteer, of course, just like everyone in the collaborative. No one gets paid, mm -hmm. and uh, we work extremely hard at uh, at bringing great programs and bringing pride to the city. 
Uh, another thing I just want to touch on real quick that you mentioned about how um, this is not just a African-American, you know, uh, events and, and for those. Uh, even as way back, way back as I can remember, I always participated in the Puerto Rican Parade. Uh, my motorcycle club, the Cycle Kings, has always participated. And, and so we've always, you know, you, you have to engage in other cultures in order to understand one another, if nothing else. You know, I want to interject, and folks, this is probably going to be the feel of this interview. So it is a true combination of uh, inclusion, right? So we're all in this together, and if we can have people of diverse backgrounds going to support other cultures, whatever they are, then let's reciprocate. I mean, there's nothing wrong, like Patrick said. Cycle Kings has, I'm just saying, Patrick's Day Parade and a bunch mm -hmm. of other parades. Mm -hmm. Well, that's, that's generally what we do. Um, Patricia... We talked a, a while back, so you are from this area, yeah. yes. and um, and went to school, and now Turn you're back. Oh, awesome! All, Shout out to the Trinidad. Shout out to all of my teachers. <laughs> awesome. So so let's talk about um, your time growing up here in Trenton, going to college, coming back, and now being deeply rooted into what's happening in the community. So uh, I grew up in West Trenton. To all Trenton Public Schools from elementary school all the way through. Uh, I served in the military for eight years. Eight years. Um, and I went away to college. Well, I, I was working <clears throat> during my undergrad and um, came back to this area for after grad school. I went away to Philadelphia to study music leadership. Came back to this area to kind of reimburse myself to give back um, because I feel like I owe a great debt to the city. Mm. Um, particularly because if it wasn't for some of the people who invested in me, some of my teachers, that's why I'm giving them a shout out, like uh, Dr. Liv uh, Tyrone Livingston or Dr. Patricia Kempton, if it wasn't for people like mm. that who kind of pushed me and thrust me forward, I don't think I would be here. Um, so I feel that there is a I'm tethered to the city until I'm able to give back in mm. a very specific and poignant way. And right now, uh, through the collaborative, I serve as the education chair. Um, I was able to uh, initiate a grant um, through the Humanities Council uh, that secured some funding to do educational programming, specifically around the diaspora. And that is really meaningful to me, um, particularly because I understand that in a lot of ways, there seems to be some people who don't understand that <clears throat> African Americans don't have a monopoly on blackness. I am myself a black woman, but I'm also Latina. You know, I'm going to stop you, right? Because you just touched the nerve. And shout out to Letty Acevedo, who is a local artist and a friend as well, who is of Latino Hispanic um, um, origin, but but um, fully embraces the African roots and culture. Absolutely. And I, I think that is one of those those um, those uh, one of those issues that especially here in Trenton, blacks and Latino Hispanics need to fully start embracing more. So I'm glad Absolutely. you said that and I want to encourage you with that because I, I think that that's one of the key issues here why we can't get large groups of people of, of diverse backgrounds together to do things in Trenton. Exactly. One of the things that, the, the way that I try to explain it sometimes is like when you see a Jamaican person who speaks pidgin English, um, people don't deny them of their blackness. But there's a person like me who is obviously visibly black, 
But if I speak Spanish, it's like for some for one side of the aisle, it's like, wait a minute, you speak Spanish? Like, what's your last name? And for the other side of the aisle, it's like, wait a minute, you're not just all black. So it's it's this really interesting dialogue that I've had internally that I've had to kind of get people to understand. Um, and sometimes that's been frustrating. Sometimes it's been um, work. But I feel like when you present the diaspora overall, when you present the history of, of people being scattered, which diaspora means scattered, from West Africa throughout the Caribbean to South America and the Americas in general, when you present that history and you understand the ties that we still have, there becomes this, I, this, this opportunity for people to understand how interconnected we are. Mm. And even more than that, I feel like there's an opportunity to get people to galvanize, to raise our voices in many different ways, whether it's economically, whether it's um, with regards to sociopolitically. You know, the crisis at the border is not just a Latino crisis. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a people of color crisis. Mm -hmm. It's all of our crisis. You know, if somebody, one person can be just disappeared, you know, that could happen to any of us. So <clears throat> I want to use this opportunity to kind of celebrate culture in a way where people can see the subtle differences, but also celebrate the things that we have in common mm -hmm. and be able to exemplify that through folk art. Mm -hmm. Patrick, you want to add to that? Yeah, I was going to say that, um, and that's what I'm so excited about this parade is, is because this is a parade of, of, of African descent. And that comes in many different forms and shapes and sizes. I didn't even understand how many different cultures are from African descent. So this is bringing together a bunch of people. We just left a meeting where you had Liberians at the table, you had Guatemalans at the table, you had Puerto Ricans at the table, and this is what we've been able to bring together and, um, and show their support and representation of their culture and coming together for this parade. So that's why I'm so excited. The room was just, it was such a beauty to see. I love seeing different people come together for a common cause. And that's what this parade is, 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 is bringing out, which is wonderful. You know, when I think about inclusion and diversity, um, I, I grew up and I worship as a Christian. And for those who do worship as a Christian, I encourage you to spend some time reading the Bible. It's not the same as just listening on the radio or watching on TV. Read it for yourself. And I encourage you to read the book of Revelations. Not only is it a blessing in that book for anyone who reads it and hears it, but it talks about what heaven's going to be like. And for those of you who believe in heaven, that we're, we're going to worship in a city of a magnitude of people that can't be numbered of all different backgrounds. Now, if my faith is telling me that's what I should expect in the afterlife, wouldn't it make sense for me to kind of get used to it right now? Mm -hmm. And makes that's sense. one of the reasons why I live my life the way that I do. Everyone makes mistakes. Everyone. Regardless of what your background is, your profession is, your socioeconomic status, everyone makes mistakes. But as a human being, if we're trying to do something in the image of God, air quotes, then let's start trying to really act like that. And uh, I appreciate the, the African American Cultural Collaborative for sustaining and being consistent over the years. I remember when, uh, when LA came up with the idea and Latarsha got on board right away. And it's been a nonstop, forward moving initiative by so many people. And so many people who I love, who I see on a regular basis, who are doing amazing things in the city of Trenton. 
So let's talk about the meat and potatoes about the parade. And then we're going to have a break and then we'll come back and really get into the parade. Um, so what was the idea behind having a parade and why? It's funny you ask because Larry Hogan, who is also a neighbor of mine, mm -hmm. uh, he's an interesting young, young, well, he's my age. He's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> he comes up with so many different concepts about things to bring Trenton together and to support Trenton and his wife, Princess, as mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. And so he came up with this this crazy idea of why don't we have an African American parade? With, you know, there's there's Puerto Rican parades. This, why don't we have an African? -American? We never had an African. -American. So um, it was Princess that actually said to him, "Well, why don't you take it to Latarsha? You know, they already have a, um, you know, sort of an, an operation in place, and they may be able to take this and help run it because you know he didn't have the capacity to do it." And so that's how it was born. He had a conversation with Latarsha, and Latarsha says, this is great, I'll take it back to my board. And they said, this is great, let's run with it. And that's how it was born over a year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. So we've been at this thing for over a year with the planning stages. And I want to uh, publicly apologize. I mean, just because of my schedule, I, I can't make any of the meetings, but I'm fully on board and fully Absolutely. vested Thank in you supporting, support. uh, you're welcome, supporting um, the efforts of the African American Culture Collaborative as a whole, but specifically the parade. Because, uh, you know, when I first moved back to Trenton um, with my wife um, before our daughter was born, I was stopped by the one of the newspapers at the St. Patrick's Day Parade. And the reporter had asked me, why are you here supporting this parade? And I forget what my exact quote was, but it was about parades bring out people, mm -hmm. bring out lots of different mm -hmm. people, people who um, support, you know, just being out. And at that time, I think the parade had thousands of people and it, it was a big deal. Mm -hmm. And so I think that this is an amazing opportunity to um, reinvigorate the idea of a parade because we haven't had the St. Patrick's Day Parade, we've had the Guatemalan and the Latino Hispanics Parade, but I think that parades are something that bring families out, and it's an opportunity for people to see a different side of the city. So I'm excited about this. We're up on a break, and you're listening and watching the Trenton 365 show. I've got Patricia Matos, right? Matos, 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 Matos. and uh, Patrick Hall from the African American Cultural Collaborative talking about the parade that's going to be happening uh, later this year. You're listening and watching the Trenton 365 show. We'll be back after a short break. And welcome back to the Trenton 365 show. Again, you can send me an email at trenton365show at gmail.com. Sorry, trenton365show at gmail.com. And on social media, it's at trenton365. So in the studio with me is Patricia Matos. Yes, I got, got it. it. <laughs> and Patrick Hall, who are representing the African-American Cultural Collaborative of Mercer County. And we're talking about the forthcoming parade that's happening this year, which is the first time they've done a parade. But there's going to be, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of really, really strong movement and excitement behind it. Um, I, I get the emails about when the meetings and things are, so I'm stoked mm -hmm. about it. And as I was saying before the break, you know, my experience w with parades, I was never really a parade guy when I was a kid. But now that I'm older, to me, I just love seeing people enjoying themselves of all different backgrounds and seeing the kids run around and spend money on these silly little balloon things or whatever it is they do. But I'm, I'm excited about it. So what is the date? Actually, before we do that, what's the social media accounts for the collaborative so that people can find out more about them? It's, uh, it's real simple. It's the Parade of the African Diaspora in terms of Facebook. All right. So it's real simple. Parade of the African Diaspora. 
and um, and the African American Cultural Collaborative also has a Facebook as well as a website. So you can actually get all the information you need right from those two. Mm -hmm. Now, like most parades, is this um, are there opportunities for sponsors, for vendors, etc.? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, what's really exciting about this particular parade, it leads into the festival. Now, it used to be the, the Pride Festival before, up until the 15th, uh, 2015. Mm -hmm. And um, um, the collaborator had, had stopped it at that point because there was almost 15,000 people in the park, which is a lot. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that scared the organization was that the loss of the meaning behind it. It's not just to come out and you know and, and, and enjoy it and things of that nature, but there's meaning behind it. So the educational piece and the meaning behind it was getting lost. Plus, with 15,000 people, they had to also back up and say, wait a minute, we have to make sure we have the capacity for this many people because you don't, you know, you don't want people to get hurt or things to happen. So they, they backed off, regrouped, redefined the entire uh, organization and then they're coming out now in 2019. So the parade is going to is going to um, is going to pour into the festival, which is going to be great. So that's how that's going to happen. That's going to be on August 17th of this year, August 17th. And now the August 17th is the parade. It's the parade that leads into the festival. So it's both on the same day. Okay, so that's going to be on Saturday, August on 17th. Saturday. Mm -hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. So the parade is going to start at City Hall. And it's going to go from City Hall down East State Street to West State Street to Parkside, make a right on Parkside, and then go left into Catwater Park. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be a doozy. Mm -hmm. It's going to be great. And, and for most people who have been to parades in Trenton, especially the St. Patrick's Day Parade and um, the Guatemalan Civic Association Parade, that usually comes down Hamilton Avenue and ends at Columbus Park. Oh, and then right. there's also been parks that have, uh, parades that have taken place downtown at Mill Hill Park. So this is going to be a little bit different route. But what I like about this idea is that you're actually getting more people along a different route exactly. through the city. Um, although Triton is less than seven and a, and a half square miles, there are still segments of the community, certain neighborhoods, that kind of feel as though they're off the beaten path. They're not on the mm -hmm. main road. Mm -hmm. They may not be in, a, in an economic district where there's like a, a restaurants and bars and things that go, so they're just residential. But to do something like this, you actually can provide a whole whole new vision of what's happening in Trenton, which I think is awesome. You know, Patricia, I want to talk to you about, and, and I, I don't want this to come off wrong, but you're younger than Patrick and I. Yes. So, <laughs> Not much. Those of you who are watching on TV, you get what I'm saying here. Or, or that silence. You ain't got to make it sound like, like, like we're grandpops over here. I didn't say that. Was you that an agreement or a yes? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's funny. So um, I'm always interested in hearing um, perspectives from people who are younger than me, regardless of how much younger they are than me. Okay. But um, I, I want to hear your thoughts about the whole idea of the collaborative and the parade. My idea about the collaborative and the parade is that I feel like this is really coming together at a really crucial moment in mm -hmm. time in history. Um, just for all of us, given the level of tension in our socio-political relationships, I feel like it's a really ripe time for us to really open our eyes and see how closely connected we are 
to further strengthen our communities. Um, and always, I mean, I can't, I can't stress that enough. You know, we need each other. We need each other to be able to lift our voices, to be able to impact change and to actually move things forward for ourselves and, and each other. Because I feel like the way, the way in which this country works, I, and I always say this, people of color weren't brought here to, to, to thrive. We were brought here to survive. And if we don't use our collective gifts for ourselves and each other, there's no way for that to happen. There's no way for that to happen. So for me, it's this work is really important. The education piece is really important, particularly because I understand that a lot of us have been removed from our culture, mm -hmm. whether it's through the circumstance of becoming, having ancestors that were enslaved, or the thought about or, or the wide thought about an acceptance of assimilation when you come to this country. In order to come to this country, you're supposed to assimilate so that you can ascend. And with that, a lot of people shed the really, really important parts of their culture that kind of center them. So for me, it's really important to bring all that stuff back to the collective memory in order to restore people, mm. in order to bring about wellness, in order to give people, even if it's not your culture, it, it could be lateral, it could spark something in you to say, you know what, I want to learn more about this. I want to learn more about me. I want to learn more about my people, where I come from. Because I feel like there's something, there's something so natural about that, to want to know more about your history. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. That's, that's fantastic. And, and thank you for sharing that. And I know that you're not the only person of your age that feels that way, right? I don't think I am. I mean, I have plenty of friends who kind of <laughs> feel the same way. Mm -hmm. so, so for those of you who um, question why I'm always trying to talk to younger people like, like Vaughn, is that we, the 50 plus in the group, we've been through this. I mean, regardless of how we think about it, even if we live to be 100, we're at that apex where, you know, we're... It's, it's, it's a different direction for us. I think we need to start having a much stronger um, acceptance of our responsibility for providing the younger people in our communities with as much information as possible. Absolutely. To stop hanging on to this, stop holding on to this. And I also want to say this, and I know it's going to ruffle some feathers. Black History Month, let's stop beating our young people over the head with slavery. Let's stop making force feeding them this you know horror story of which it was i think a lot of them especially ones where i talk to they're tired of hearing that they want to move on they want to progress they want to live out that that dream and they want to design the dream for themselves and if, if you're shaking your head in, in agreement patricia i want you to talk about it from your perspective to use this platform to maybe encourage some folks out there who don't understand that when we keep beating people over the head with negativity, all we're doing is pushing them away. So I, I really believe that it's important for people to understand the atrocity of slavery. I think that's really important. Um, but I also think that in the, con in the grander context of things, slavery is taught as the beginning for African-American people in America when it was actually an interruption. Mm. It was an interruption of our people. 
You know, we need to be restored back to the history of where we come from, where our origins are. Some of the things that we're going to be doing in the folk dance and the workshops is basically providing information to people about folk dance in West Africa. So if you took a trip to West Africa right now, any place that you go, if you hear a certain sound, you can tell what's happening in that village. There's a certain sound when there's a funeral, when somebody has passed on. There's a certain sound for when somebody's getting married. If you have a trained ear, or if you've been immersed in that culture, you can tell what's happening. And that, in, in many ways, has carried throughout the diaspora. It's been translated in different ways because of necessity. You know, anytime you take, uproot something and put it in a place that it's, it's not its natural habitat, it's going to adjust in most cases, but it'll adapt to what its surroundings are. So that's one of the things that I feel is really important for people to understand how we've adapted, you know, how this shift has occurred. And along the way, I feel like a lot of people have lost the meaning. You know, there's a meaning for every dance. Mm. We've lost that. I, w I hope to be able to give people an opportunity to make, to make that connection and, and understand and dive deeper into con contextual information when it comes to folk art and bodily movement. Because I could show you some videos now where you could look at somebody from West Africa and see somebody in New Orleans doing a very similar dance. And when we talk about things like epigenetics, the fact that we store trauma in our bodies, what else do we store in our bodies? How is it that one person across the world can do this one dance that, you know, somebody I know or my cousin can do? You know, we weren't taught from, from, we didn't, right now we have social media, but we've been doing these things forever. So it's making the connection. It's getting people, it's, um, I want to create the spark. I want to create the spark for people to want to learn information about themselves, to kind of dive deeper, to understand that that interruption is nothing, is nothing more than an interruption, which you can dive deep and, and you can go back and, and find out your origin story. Mm -hmm. Patrick, you want to add to that? Uh, yes. Um, I think you are 100% correct when you say that we need to, yes, understand slavery, but we really need to understand more about what happened before slavery. How did we get to where we are? Because I think a lot of people lose the respect for one another all because of ignorance. They just don't know. There's things that you just don't know. And, um, and when you really dig back, you'll come to see what Patricia was saying, that we're all the same. When you really look at it, we're all the same. And maybe people start respecting people a little bit more and different cultures a little bit more than we are today. So I agree with you. <clears throat> that's, a, that's amazing. You know, um, I'm a, some people say I'm a historian. I'm not a historian. I appreciate the history that I've been allowed to receive and that I've uncovered. One of them is the history of this city, right, where I was born. And um, besides that, I mean, off into the weeds a little bit, folks, we don't birth any more children out of the hospitals in Trenton. Just keep that in mind. So there are no more children being born in the city of Trenton anymore. So just keep that in mind. Let that settle in with you. But this city has always been a revolutionary mindset. 
you know, when you look at the history books and when you start thinking about how diverse the population was back, even when Washington was here, you know, there was Germans, there was British, there were Native Americans, there were people who are of African descent, etc. Free and slave. That blood that was spilled in, that revolutionary blood and mindset is still in the land here, in my opinion. I believe it's time for that to be resurrected and for people to come together, find out what it is that's oppressing us as a city, as a capital, and change that mindset and that mentality. It's going to probably scare some folks, but we got one shot at this life. And if we don't do something, all of the people who come behind us, all we're doing is continuing with the same nonsense. Mm -hmm. From the issues with the water that's happening here, with the redlining and banks not willing to, to support any, any people of home ownership uh, or, or reinvest in communities, the food deserts that exist, the toxins that are in the soil, all of those things are designed and specifically done to affect the population that's here. And organizations like the African American Cultural Collaborative of Mercer County are bringing people together to open their eyes, remove the scales, take that veil off so you can at least get a better understanding and a better knowledge of who we are as people and how, how, um, how connected we all are culturally. Um, I like, like to use an example of um, hip-hop music. How many people are performing hip-hop music today exactly. that are not people of color? Mm -hmm. When back in the 70s, I remember people in my family telling me, oh, that's a fad, that ain't going to last, that ain't going to last. So just think about the music, just think about the sports, our entertainment. We are all interconnected and it's time for us to move on from there. We've got a few minutes left, but I do want you both to finish up on final thoughts. Um, you know, it's, it's funny that you, you talk about that issue and I'm enjoying what I see in the younger generation today because a lot of the younger generations are just like Patricia, they're mixed with different, uh, different race and some of the, most of the younger generation, I applaud them. They don't care. They'll date whoever. It's, you know, it, 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 there's no, well, no, I'm not dating you because you're white or you're black or you're this. No, they don't care. Mm -hmm. And I love it. I says, man, one day the world's going to be great. And I'm fine with that. <laughs> but that's, that's the part that I really love. And that's why I think that, or I, I could just feel it in my gut, that this parade of the African diaspora is going to be something. It's going to be something uh, memorable. Mm. And I'm looking forward to it. That's fantastic. I just feel that this is a great opportunity for us to galvanize people, to get people to see past um, barriers of language, to get people to see past the subtle nuances that make us different from each other. And that's the whole point of what I hope to do, what, what I hope the education piece will be, so that you can actually demonstrate that the way that we actually have these drum drumming circles, for lack of a better term, like, you know, if we're doing bomba and plena, that comes from West Africa. Mm -hmm. It has roots in West Africa. If you look at our food, gandules is <laughs> imported largely from Africa. I mean, it's, it's it grows in India, but you see subtle nuances and different changes throughout the diaspora. And I hope to be able to illustrate this, like kind of pry people's eyes open to see, like, Okay, we may be on the, on the island, on one island, Española, and we speak two different languages, but there's so much more that we have in common. And us being separate doesn't benefit us. 
it benefits our oppressor. Mm. You know, when we, uh, and I'm always talking about Ujima outside of Kwanzaa, collective economic, cooperative economics is the only way that we're actually going to be able to propel things forward because, like I said, we weren't brought here to thrive, we were brought here to survive. So if we don't use our collective gifts to be able to help each other, to make in ways for each other, you know, we'll be we'll be continuing on the same cycle of trying to make it and trying to make it and beating ourselves up. When you have people around you who have different gifts, who can add to your gift as long as you're giving back as well. Gotcha. I've got Patricia Matos and uh, Patrick Hall in the studio from the African American Cultural Collaborative of Mercer County, New Jersey. We're talking about the nonprofit organization that exists, but also the forthcoming parade that's happening on August 17th. You can go to the Facebook page, Parade of the... African Diaspora, Parade of the African Diaspora on Facebook and find out more if you want to be a vendor, if you want to sponsor. Again, these are opportunities for everyone to get involved. But you're listening and watching the Trenton 365 show and we'll be back after a short break. And welcome back to the Trenton 365 show. You know, I, I think every week I say this, um, the conversations when we're off air are sometimes the most stimulating. Um, and uh, maybe before you leave, we can we can set something up and uh, maybe start capturing some of those conversations, put together like a reel, not a blooper reel, because this stuff is all 100% straight fire. <laughs> and most people probably wouldn't be able to handle it, but we'll have to do that on, on my live show. We won't be able to do it through WIMG. But anyway, I've got Patricia Matos and also Patrick Hall, who are representing the African American Cultural Collaborative of Mercer County. And we're talking about the Facebook page and the event, which is the Parade of the African Diaspora. I encourage you to go check that out. Um, the links will be available on the Trenton 365 site as well, along with archives of this interview and all the other work that we've done as well. So um, just before we finish up, we were talking a bit about uh, the combination of the youth, uh, or, and I don't want to say youth, younger than us, Patrick. How about yes, that? That's younger, younger than us group. Also uh, known as millennials. Or <laughs> millennials. Goodness okay. Yeah, we'll let that be it. The millennials. <laughs> and and uh, we were also talking about, um, we finished up, um, you had mentioned something about economic development, Patricia, and uh, economics, um, about people coming together and supporting each other. Um, I'd like for you to go off into the weeds a little bit and talk a bit more about that. And then, Pat, I know you've got, you've got, extensive amounts of information about about communal economics. So I'm actually attempting to start a very small nonprofit organization. It's called Art Plus Ideas Collective. Hold on, a little loud. Art Plus Ideas Collective. Art oh. Plus Ideas Collective. Yes. You got it. All right. And the whole point of Art Plus Ideas is to be able to um, host pop-up creative spaces, uh, or I would say creative placemaking, in order to center people of color, people of color's voices in the arts and have conversations around them. Um, and, and the point of that is that a lot of times there are institutions that are hostile, hostile spaces to people of color. Oh, really? That happens? <laughs> that happens um, in Mercer County even? Well. Okay. No, <laughs> that's another, that's one of those uh, sidebar conversations that we'll have a recording of that. I'm sorry. So. The point of that is to be able to create spaces that are that center our voices, that appreciate our contributions to the arts, and allow us to have communal dialogue on issues and topics that we are facing right now. Social issues about 
maybe even gender constructs or LGBTQ issues or um, things that people don't understand but could potentially be afraid of. You know, I want to be able to use art as the anchoring point and to be able to have dialogue around that um, being, and it, it goes from anything to visual art to dance and performance to even film. Like, I, I really want to be able to host a film night and then have a post-film discussion and things of that nature. So I understand that I can't, I, I could try to do it alone. It would probably take a lot longer, but I realize that there are so many talents that are in my purview. There are so many people within my orbit that I know who can contribute to the conversation, who have the experience of being able to create a website or a business card or whatever, and I have to rely on those people to be able to share their gifts with me and be able to put myself in a position to share my gifts with them as well to make things work. Mm -hmm. And Pat, you want to add to that? Yeah, I, uh, <clears throat> I'm a strong believer in entrepreneurship and, and the financial strength of a community. One of the things that, uh, that really upsets me is that there's not enough financial literacy, literacy in schools. Mm -hmm. Um, you have students that are graduating and don't even know how to write a checkbook, write a check out uh, in some cases. So I have, uh, I have been an entrepreneur for many, many years. I run and operate four operations or four businesses now. And I teach um, entrepreneurship or owning your own business for free at the library. As a matter of fact, I have a class coming up in, um, next month in March. Just go on the, uh, the Trenton Free Public Library website and you can get all the information for it. But what I'm hoping to do with the Parade of the African Diaspora is the festival that follows it is a wonderful opportunity for someone who wants to be an entrepreneur, who wants to go in business for themselves. You, you're going to have an upwards of 20,000 people mm -hmm. at the park that day. So come up with a concept of what you can sell or what you can service and go into business. That's a great start. So I'm going to be pushing that in my free class that's going to be at the public library, how you can get into business, how you can start, because I believe that the community should get involved in ownership. That's the important part, ownership. Because the same person that owns the house that you're in or owns the house next door to you, you can too. Mm -hmm. You can do it too. Yeah, and, and with that, we're often discouraged um, and I think back to, to hearing some family members um, when I'd said, well, why didn't, why didn't we buy that land that was across the street from the house? Mm -hmm. Oh, well, we weren't allowed to. Well, why weren't we allowed to? Or was it that you're just telling me we weren't, to, weren't allowed to because you didn't think about doing it? And I think that that mentality is one that is deeply rooted in us. It is. And, and I'm so encouraged by young people. I've got a 15-year-old who enlightens me all the time with her thought processes mm -hmm. and you and with Vaughn as well and I think that we need to start encouraging that a bit more we got less than seven and a half square miles here in Trenton mm -hmm. I really would like to know what is the demographic that owns that real estate I think that we would be really shocked when we started thinking about the cultural diversity that exists here mm -hmm. compared to the people who actually own mm. the property and, and not to go into too hard off into the weeds, but then you start questioning, well, why is the infrastructure like this? And um, why are property taxes so high? And why is poverty the economy? And 
all those other things, and then you start saying, well, wait, does does it matter what political party was in charge? Does it matter what, what skin of the person who was in office? Or is this just a mindset of controlling a certain group of people? And if that's the case, then why can't that be changed a bit? Exactly. Because I think that is, that, it, that is quite simple. Um, I encourage folks to, to go to uh, mercycounty.org. Look up mercycounty.org. Look at the demographics of this region, uh, the economics, the amount of money that's here, where it ranks nationally. I think the county is ranked in the top 100 counties in the country. So wealth is here. There's plenty of money here. That's not an issue. It's who gets that money and who controls the, that money and how they're uh, affecting the lives of so many other people. And then you start thinking about, okay, well, the, psych- the psychology of that, what about the young people who get a chance, who are fortunate enough to go on to higher education and they leave? Mm-hmm. And they say, I'm never coming back there uh-huh. because I That's can right. see what's going on in other places in the country or in the world. That's right. But then we have wonderful young people like you, Patricia, who come mm-hmm. back and say, wait a minute, I've learned this. I've got to do my part. Mm-hmm. So you're shaking your head yes. in agreement. I want you to elaborate. Absolutely. I, um, I said earlier, I just feel like I owe a great debt to the city. Um, just because this is a place that I grew up. This is a place where I learned about a lot of my family history and myself. Um, like most people who come to Trenton in the who have come to Trenton in the '80s, it wasn't necessarily a, a destination that a lot of people wanted to come to. During that time, um, there were a lot of you know instances of drug addiction and all kinds of crazy things happening. I felt like it was more of a sanctuary for people who. Um, were maybe coming back, or at least that's my experience. My, my mother, we lived away for a little while and we came back, and from 1990 on we've been here. Um, I feel like if it wasn't for some of the people who kind of girded me up, <clears throat> I wouldn't be able to have the privilege and the education that I have or the perspective that I have. And with like God said, well, like it, in the Bible it says, with what, with to whom much is given, much is required, right? Mm-hmm. So I realized with this privilege that I have of a specific um, education, of a specific trajectory, I understand that I have a wealth of privilege. It's my job to be able to sow that back into those people who may not have the same privilege, or to be able to do for someone else what was done for me. Mm-hmm. I, I know you got something to add to that, Patrick. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what me. I mean, I, I came to Trenton when I was in the fourth grade. And father was nowhere in the picture, just like some of the other uh, fathers who were alcoholics or, you know, had issues. And, um, and it, was, it was the older guys in Trenton that actually took on that role and that, you know, guided me in the right direction. And so I feel like we have to reach back. We have to reach back to those. We can't... Um, uh, move forward without reaching back and and grabbing someone else and helping other people. So I am 100 percent, you know, for that. Awesome. Um, so we're about up on the end of the program. Final thoughts about the African American Cultural Collaborative and the parade of the African diaspora. So we're going to be having events. Um, it'll start with a panel discussion, a community discussion um, that's entitled loosely entitled, I think I think this, we're going to go with this name, but it's called Pelo Malo, Pelo Bueno, Anti-Blackness Throughout the Diaspora, which can be translated in English, French, and Spanish. Um, what we hope to do is provide a panel of uh, people discussing how anti-blackness shows up. And I say anti-blackness because anti-blackness is fully encompassing. It's not just racism from another culture. Um, 
and we'll be having monthly events from April through July, kind of leading up to the uh, parade. So just look out for us. Awesome. And real quick, um, I just wanted to mention that the city of Trenton, Mayor Gussier, is 100% on board. And, and they have been wonderful when it comes to working with us and running this parade. Fantastic. Um, Patricia and Patrick, thank you very much. Um, folks, they're going to be coming back in on a monthly basis. Someone from the African American Cultural Collaborative will be here on a monthly basis on Tuesday night between 7 and 8, talking about the parade, but also the nonprofit organization as well. Thank you to you both. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And thank you for having us. Uh, absolutely. You're Appreciate welcome. It. You've been listening and watching the Trenton 365 Show. I'm your host, Jacques Howard. Have a great night, and we'll talk next week.